Namaste, beautiful ones. It's Kyra, and welcome to the Authentic Embodiment Podcast, musings and discussions on how to embody your authentic and highest self. Hello, hello, beautiful beings. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of the Authentic Embodiment Podcast. I am your host, Kyra, and today... Today I'm very excited. This episode is all about answering your crystal-related questions. I have been posting on my business page and on the Authentic Embodiment Podcast Instagram page, getting all of your questions put together and really taking the time to sit with each question and come up with really detailed and mindful answers. I just didn't want to give you a crystal suggestion without really diving in and telling you the meaning and how it can benefit what you're asking me. So for those of you who are just new tuning in, or even if you're not, you tune into every episode, which I thank you for, I own my own online metaphysical slash new age shop, selling anything from smudging tools to gemstone jewelry, but mainly my biggest passion is crystals. So I'm diving in today, answering all the questions that I've received through social media, and I would like to first preface by saying, and also for legal reasons, that I am not any type of medical professional or mental health professional, and I am not suggesting that the use of crystals will cure any ailments or treat any conditions. And I would also like to share this beautiful quote, if you are unfamiliar with crystals, just how to utilize them and how they can impact your life. I have this beautiful quote by a crystal author named Judy Hall, and it goes, crystals offer a direct route into mindful living All crystals have the ability to heal, that is to bring you back into balance, but each type has specific properties that it brings to mindfulness. A crystal may assist on different levels, depending on its energetic vibration. We also have our own energetic vibration and respond to crystals in different ways. As crystals work for your highest good, trust them to bring you back into energetic harmony. And also, before I dive into questions in just a moment, I just want to say on my own personal level how if you aren't familiar with crystals and the use of them, they are, crystals are beautiful, beautiful healing pieces of light from the earth, from Mother Gaia, and these crystals are harvested and mined for our utilization to help us on our spiritual practice, to help us with emotional healing through any type of mental, spiritual, physical, emotional. They're beautiful tools to help amplify. But I will say that whenever I did preface about how they, they're not going to cure, treat any ailments or diseases, they, they work as well. Their energy works with you by however much energy you put into them. So they are all vibrating at their own frequency. They're all, they all carry their own energetic vibration. So when you are in alignment, whenever you're wanting to attract the properties of that crystal, that crystal will help amplify whatever you're intending. So for example, if you're trying to bring more love into your life, let's say self-love, for example, you're trying to bring more self-love into your life, trying to practice more self-care, rose quartz would be a wonderful crystal. So Whenever you're focusing on loving yourself and focusing on your worthiness and how lovable you are and how capable and how strong and worthy and beautiful you are, carrying around rose quartz helps amplify those intentions because it brings more love into your awareness. And also just holding that crystal and seeing that crystal is is a physical, a visual reminder on those things that you're trying to manifest, that love that you're trying to manifest in yourself. 
So with that being said, let's dive into questions, you guys. I'm going to start from the top, picking a favoritism on these questions. I'm just answering them by how I receive them. So the first question I received was wanting a recommendation on crystals for social anxiety. And this one definitely pings on my heart because I am naturally a very anxious person. I've had anxiety for a good portion of my life and it took me a while to even realize what that was until I became more self-aware and more tapped in and tuned into my emotions. And crystals are a beautiful tool for any type of anxiety, but specifically social anxiety, here are the rundown on the crystals I would use and why. The first and foremost is rose quartz, and I am actually currently carrying a piece of rose quartz in my bra right now, but rose quartz radiates at the frequency of unconditional love, and most importantly, it can help soothe your heart center, and those frayed and overwhelmed emotions you have whenever you're out, whenever you're engaging in large crowds or new social situations, a lot of that uncomfortability stems from your heart center and works up to your throat chakra, which is where your communication comes in. So when you're having that closed heart center, whenever you feel kind of bundled up and bottled up, it's hard to communicate. It's hard to have loving communication in in new conversations and new social situations. So I would definitely recommend rose quartz to be the first and number one crystal that you carry and have in your arsenal for your social anxiety. Now, crystal number two that I would recommend is smoky quartz. And smoky quartz is really wonderful crystal for neutralizing negative energy and bringing balance within the body of the wearer. And social anxiety, I think, is really important um, with crystals. These with social anxiety, it's important to carry those crystals around. Or if you're into wearing crystal jewelry, wear the crystal jewelry, but just carrying one with your pocket, being able to touch it and feel it and hold it, having that connection with your skin is super important. So like I said, smoky quartz, it can neutralize negative energy and just bring emotional balance within that your body. And then one, it's one of the best healing crystals, in my opinion, for elevating your overall mood and overcoming or combating negative moods and emotional blockages. And honestly, a lot of social anxiety is a big, you know, blockage. A lot of it, we, we know, we're aware of it whenever we're anxious that like, okay, well, I know I'm anxious. I know this comes from me. Like I'm not in a social situation where I feel like I'm being attacked or something negative is happening. It's coming from me. So I feel like this really balances, smoky quartz balances and, and those negative emotions and just balances your emotional well-being and it's also a really vital shield against emotional and environmental stress. So if you're already prone to anxiety like I am, walking out of the door with crystals on me, wearing them as jewelry is always so important. And so smoky quartz and rose quartz are really two great ones to be carrying around with you. The third one I recommend is Lepidolite. Lepidolite naturally contains lithium inside of it, which is often used in a lot of anti-anxiety medications on the market today. And I think that when you connect with a stone like Lapidolite, it really brings a gentle balance and it also helps you during times of chaos and high stress. I don't necessarily say think that you need to walk around carrying Lepidolite with you. You can if you want, but for me, I think it's one of those stones that's good to sit with in meditation and connect with before you start your day to really really absorb some of that lithium energy within the crystal and 
start your, anytime you know you're going to go out into a situation where you know you might be overwhelmed socially, just to really sit with that crystal, connect with its energy, feel that peace and balance from the chaotic thoughts that you're having about being worried about the situation you're going to be going into. Because I know I personally do that. Um, Like for example, going out um, this past weekend for a friend's birthday, I had an amazing time, wonderful experience, but before I left my house, I was already overwhelmed knowing I would be in a new social situation, being around people I never met before, and also without my husband being an anxious person, he is definitely a big security blanket for me, and he makes me feel safe and comfortable in new situations, and I know that I shouldn't rely on him for that, but I'm being honest with you guys, I'm human, and he's just a big comfort and big rock for me in my life when it comes to my anxiety. So I definitely recommend connecting with stones like Lepidolite before you know you're going to go out into a situation that might potentially make you anxious. And then carrying crystals like rose quartz and smoky quartz and carrying this third crystal that I'm going to recommend, which is black tourmaline. Black tourmaline is so underrated and a lot of people don't necessarily look at those really deep, dark um, crystals like black tourmaline and get attracted to them. And because of their dark and heaviness, a lot of people think that there's something negative attached to crystals like that, but I think the opposite. A lot of these deeper, darker crystals pack the most power, and black tourmaline is one of the most protective stones that repels and blocks negative energies and also protects you from psychic attacks. It can cleanse, purify, transform any dense energy energy into a lighter vibration, I like to think of black tourmaline as an energetic security blanket. You can hold it in your hand um, before you go into a social situation where you know you might be anxious and visualize your fears and worries and anxiety being just sucked into that dense black crystal. I even keep a black tourmaline crystal directly underneath my daughter's crib just to protect her energy, to protect her room um, from bad dreams, negative psychic attacks. That's just something that's important to me, and it's definitely, I think, shifted the vibration in her room and helped her have more peaceful nights of sleep. So those are the crystals I would recommend for social anxiety. Just to recap, we've got rose quartz, smoky quartz, and black tourmaline are three that I would definitely recommend carrying around with you. Rose quartz to radiate unconditional love, smoky quartz to neutralize that negative energy or any negative energy that you're feeling and help balance the body. And then also that black tourmaline because it's going to protect your energy. Think of it as that security blanket. And then lepidolite because it naturally contains that lithium and it's going to help bring balance and any times of high anxiety and stress and chaos. So on to the next question. The next question I had was a recommendation for crystals on manifestation and abundance, which is one of my favorites because I'm all about abundance and manifestation crystals. I've talked about it several times in different IGTV videos, just kind of looping in, you know, some moments talking about some of my favorite crystals for these things. But my number one favorite crystal for abundance and manifestation, hands down, citrine. Citrine is the most powerful stone for manifestation, hands down. It can help you achieve your goals. And I think that the yellow and gold, that beautiful luminescent radiant energy from citrine just activates and opens and energizes your solar plexus and navel chakras, which your solar plexus is where all of your personal power, where all that creative energy flows from. And so that directs your personal power and your creativity and that intelligent decisiveness to help you 
just kind of supercharge that manifestation mindset. So I really love Citrine. I like to, whenever I'm coming up with ideas and brainstorming stuff and getting ready for episodes or trying to, you know, shop for new crystals that I want to bring in for my wholesalers and list on my shops, things like that. When I'm writing, um, when I go for walks in the morning, a lot of creative inspiration kind of really flows in through me and I channel a lot of that stuff and I'll carry Citrine with me on my morning walks. So love, love, love Citrine. It's super great to have. Carry it with you when you want to feel inspired. Keep it near your workspace. Keep it near a space where you know you want that creative, abundant, manifesting energy flowing. And when I'm a, when I'm talking about manifestation and abundance, a lot I'm not just tying it to money. It could be money for you, but it could be like you know maybe you want to pursue a different passion, or maybe you feel like a lack of passion, and you you're trying to find what excites you, what ignites your highest self. So. It could be money, it could be, you know, manifesting a new home to live in, it could be, you know, manifesting certain goals with like, you know, weight loss or skincare or self-care or whatever it is, but citrine's just a really beautiful stone for abundance and manifestation on all realms in my opinion. The next one I recommend, which I keep in a little crystal tray right next to my office desk where I'm currently sitting, is pyrite. Pyrite is really, really beautiful. It's a heavy, dense, shiny metallic, um, metal looking stone also called fool's gold and pyrite helps you break through any self-limiting behaviors and beliefs that you may have for yourself. And when you put out and visualize abundant energy, you attract that energy back to you. And so I feel that working with pyrite stimulates this cycle of positive return. And like I just said, having it in my office space, I believe it's one of the best feng shui crystals for encouraging encouraging abundance. So it's a great stone. It's a must-have for your office, or your workspace, or wherever you like to keep that creative energy flowing. Um, and then the additional protective qualities of pyrite will reflect away any negative energy. And I think that with that stone, your transforma- transformation will continue to be supported with that abundant and positive energy of this stone. Um, pyrite's really, really amazing. I feel like just the weight of it feels like, I'm holding it now, just the weight of it feels like keeps you like grounded and centered in your goals and manifesting positive change. And like I said, it really helps you visualize abundant energy and stimulates that cycle of positive return and encourages abundance. So like, I think having this here next to my office desk, along with my positive affirmations has been really beneficial for me. And if, if you're wanting to use it in a practical way, I recommend this little, this little tip or trick. So get a little card or a little piece of paper in your office workspace. I highly recommend it if you have like an office workspace Um, you go to daily, you go out in your job. If you have a place that you sit and do all of your work in, write down your abundance intentions on a card or on a small piece of paper of what you're wanting to manifest. And it doesn't have to be work related. It can be anything in your life, but really what your forefront, what you're trying to manifest, write that down. And then when you do put it somewhere that you can see in some corner of your office desk and place that small pyrite on top of it. And when you get to work in the morning, whenever you get some kind of break, or if you get the time right when you get there, really just sit with it and meditate and do a visualization exercise while holding that pyrite and while holding that little note that you wrote all that stuff in. And also 
hold the pyrite in your right hand for reference because your energetic output is on the right side of your body and it's through the right side that you spread your energy out into the world. So really sitting in the morning, holding that, um, I'd say hold that card in your left hand, hold that uh, pyrite in your right hand and just do a couple minutes of deep breathing with some visualization and a meditation, just really visualizing what you wrote on that paper, what you'd like to manifest being true, not coming true. Just imagine it's already happening. It's here. It's on its way, like not hoping for it, knowing, trusting, honoring, surrendering, knowing that it's coming to you. And then when you get done, say, and so it is, and seal it by putting that pyrite back on that card and placing it in the corner and keep doing it. I recommend any habit. They say 40 days um, to create that spiritual habit. So do it for 40 days, 40 days if you need. But I think visualization is super powerful and In the future, I will probably record a huge episode on the law of attraction because it's changed my life. So next one I would recommend for manifestation and abundance is green aventurine. I love green aventurine. It's such a beautiful stone, but I'm a big sucker for green stones like green fluorite and green aventurine. So green aventurine shifts you into a more playful, abundant mindset. I feel like a lot of times we want to manifest things. It gets really serious and we get stressed out if we're not manifesting what we want. So I think green adventurine's energy kind of keeps it light and playful and reminds us to have fun along the way into our goals and trust that the universe is already unfolding for us no matter what. And green adventurine also reminds you to keep it light and stay in alignment so that abundance will freely flow your way. It's a beautiful stone of opportunity and helping to open doors into your future. So if you maybe are wanting a job promotion, like I said, buy that house, travel to a certain place. If you have some specific goal in mind, it's a great stone to just kind of keep with you to have that lucky um, mindset, to have that abundant mindset so that new doors, new avenues and ventures will open up for you. All right. So on to the next question. I really like this question. I do like facts and tidbits, so it took me a bit to research this, but I had a question asking what the most expensive crystal there is and why. So I'm going to break this down into two answers based on what the most expensive crystal is per carat right now, and then also what the most expensive crystal or two crystals were that ever sold. Um, So I wanted to break it down based on that because... You know, there is something that's more expensive by carat, but there's a different crystal that has sold that was worth way more money for what it sold for. So first of all, the most expensive crystal ever sold was the pink star diamond, and it cost almost $1.4 million per carat. It was first mined in South Africa back in 1999. And so the most expensive crystal, which was the pink star diamond, was 59.6 carats and it sold for $71.2 million in 2017. Yes, you heard me right. A diamond, but granted 59.6 carats sold for $71.2 million. That's incredible. (laughs) I don't even know what I would do with a crystal like that or that kind of money, but (laughs) kudos to spend $71.2 million for that crystal. Um, But the actual most valuable diamond crystal, which is the diamond, obviously, um, per carat is the blue diamond. And it comes in at a whopping $3.93 million per carat. (laughs) And it's so expensive because it is it's so expensive because it is one of the rarest, rarest stones to find. And also the blue diamond is the hardest substance found on earth. 
which is kind of incredible that blue diamond is the hardest substance found on earth. I'm going to take a little break from this episode to tell you about my Etsy shop. Hello Luna shop. Are you interested in crystals, sacred smudge tools, and other metaphysical items like Palo Santo, full moon ritual kits, smudge kits, and also gemstone jewelry and essential oil blends? If so, head over to hellolunashop.etsy.com to see the selection. And I have a special discount code for all my listeners. You can take advantage of 10% off the entire site with code PODCAST10. And you can also receive free shipping on any purchases of $35 or more with no code required. Once again, 10% off with the code PODCAST10. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at hello.luna.shop. So the next question I had was crystals for positive vibes for a future wedding. Now, this definitely strikes a chord. Um, Not that I was recently married yesterday, but I did get married back in 2015, and I totally resonate with planning for a wedding. We also plan a destination wedding, so we plan it in another country, trying to get passports and flights and get things booked at the resort for everyone from all ages. I mean, everyone from our friends all the way up to my grandparents who had never left the country, so it got super stressful, so I totally resonate with that. So the first thing I'd recommend is citrine again, just because citrine is really powerful for manifestation and helping you achieve your goals. And it's so easy to get sidetracked when you're planning a wedding. At first, my husband and I were looking at planning a wedding here um, in our home state in Oklahoma. And I went Pinterest crazy, you guys. I actually had to delete Pinterest because I got so sidetracked looking at wedding stuff that I was way off from what my original goal was, looking at different color schemes, like wedding backdrops and sceneries that didn't even resonate with me. I just saw these beautiful photos and I got lost in them. And the next thing you know, I'm looking at how to crochet baby hats and I didn't even have a baby. So I deleted that Pinterest black hole at that time. So citrine's really beautiful to kind of help you stay in alignment with your goals of what you're trying to achieve because there's a lot of work that goes into planning a wedding, right? I mean, everyone that's planning a wedding, you know, you get it. So it really helps you kind of stay in line with your goals and stay on track. There's a lot of things to book, a lot of a lot of checks to check off on your to-do list and people to speak with and things to get together. Um, the next one would be rose quartz because along the way of planning, it's so easy to get sidetracked and you know arguments become petty over wedding stuff between you and your significant other because you're coming together. You both have different visions for a wedding and... I think that rose quartz will help you hold space because it does hold the frequency of unconditional love and compassion, and it also helps open up your heart center so you can communicate effectively and come. your communication can come from a loving perspective instead of a place of lack. I want this. I want it that way. We should do it this way. I don't like your idea. It's going to help you kind of stay together and stay aligned in the seat of unconditional love as you go through the journey of planning a wedding, which is super stressful. <laughs> The next one I would recommend for planning a wedding is Howlite. I love white Howlite. I have this beautiful, beautiful mala from Mala Prayer that I wear all the time whenever I feel like my nerves are out of whack. Howlite calms any upset states of mind and emotion 
and it helps to decrease that overly critical state of mind that you're in when, when wedding planning comes into play and it helps decrease this selfishness, stress and anxiety. So it just brings this overwhelmingly abundant sense of calm and relaxation. And it's such a stressful time, especially if you have, if you're planning in a bind or even if you're not, it's just, it's stressful. We all, we all know this to be true. I feel like buying a house and planning a wedding were like two of the most stressful things that have happened in the last 10 years of my existence when it comes to planning. And I think that highlights really good for soothing those frayed nerves. Another one I would recommend, which is kind of out of the ordinary, but I really thought about it and I think that this crystal would really help. It's rainbow moonstone. Now, rainbow moonstone in these situations cause your overreactions to situations. If you're having an overreactive behavior, obviously, you guys are planning something big. You can trigger each other's, you know, ego mind to come to the surface and attack each other over what you want and don't want. So I think that rainbow moonstone is moonstone is really great at calming that overreactions to any situations that may come up, which is super important. Like I said, for planning wedding and keeping peace in your relationship. And also that stone helps bring up old emotional patterning. So it can come to the surface and have room to make changes in your lives for a healthy relationship that satisfies you and your partner. And I think that's important because stuff's going to come to the surface. You had plans for your wedding your whole life or your family has expectations of how you should do things or who should show up or maybe they don't. This is this is all I'm just kind of going off of my my experience. <laughs> but I think that Rainbow Moonstone is really great at helping bring stuff to the surface because it is a lot of stress. You know you want to spend the rest of your life with somebody whenever you accept their proposal or when you propose to them, but your ego creeps in the surface and your ego speaks first and loudest saying like, are you sure? Is this what you want to do? You're really stressed out about this wedding. Is this worth it right now? So I feel like Moonstone will help bring all that old emotional conditioning, all those old egoic thinking patterns to the surface to help transmute them and make changes so your relationship can grow and be healthy and be better for the both of you. And the last one I would recommend for weddings is amethyst. Amethyst is a beautiful jack of all trades, but amethyst also like white highlight promotes this calm and balance, but it promotes it on the physical, mental, and spiritual planes. It's an all encompassing, um, stone for promoting that calming and balancing energy. It also, uh, tracks positive energy into your energetic field while ridding your body of any negative energy. So imagine it's just pulling positive energy into you while it's pushing that negativity back out, which is definitely what we need when we're stressed out planning anything. And these crystals for planning a wedding, these can be, they can be fluid on planning all types of different things. Maybe not the rainbow moonstone if it's not something personal like a wedding, but maybe there's something big that you're planning like a party, things like that especially halite, especially amethyst, just really decreasing those negative feelings, soothing and calming those frayed nerves. It's a wonderful crystal for all of those things. The next question I had was what experience first drew me to crystals and what are some of the stones that first caught my interest? So to answer the first part of that question, the first thing that drew me into crystals, my first experience was actually jewelry. So when I, when I, um, this was, let me think, 2012, I started hair school. I have a beautiful friend. She's still one of my closest and sweetest friends named Chelsea. And she wore a lot of, 
uh, beaded bracelets, and I loved them. It was never really my style, I thought, but I was really, I was really dressing, and my my whole expression of myself was was by everyone else's standards at that point in time in my life. So I wasn't really like living and for myself and wearing what I wanted to wear. I just wanted to fit in. <laughs> We've all been there, and so I um I got really attracted to her jewelry, and she started talking about. Some, uh, she wasn't super into crystals, but started talking a little bit about like, you know, what they meant to her and everything. And so I just kind of reached out and started buying some of those bracelets on my own, not wearing as many, just one here and there. But the ones that really stood out to me were, um, to kind of tie into the second part of the question, the first, some of the first stones that caught my eye that got me into, um, what I like now and what all the crystals I'm interested in now was turquoise and tiger's eye. And I am... Uh, part Native American, so I was always attracted to turquoise jewelry growing up, and I knew that it was like a powerful stone for protection, almost like an amulet for protection. That's why a lot of Native American traditions, they wore it um, in part of like battle wear, battle dress, and stuff like that, because it was a big stone to help protect you energetically, spiritually, physically, emotionally, and tiger's eye always caught my eye. I love that little cat's eye orb shine that comes with it. And going on to learn that tiger's eye is a really big stone for like personal willpower and also for energetic protection as well. And still to date, those are two of my favorite crystals or stones after all this time. But what really got me into stones was wearing them. And then I would, once I, you know, would buy one, I would look up like, okay, well, this is a, um, you know, turquoise bracelet or a goldstone bracelet or an amethyst bracelet. Like, what does it mean? And so I would just kind of, after I'm wearing them, just know the properties and just visualizing those, those stones touching my skin from my bracelet and those properties just kind of like fusing with my energy before I was super spiritual. I just kind of like imagined those stones properties kind of absorbing into my skin and into my body and kind of enhancing my experience throughout the day. So I first got into them that way, but then I realized, okay, well, I really like bracelets and I want to make, I don't want to spend all my money making more. I'm going to try buying beads and making my own. So I did. And I tried my, the hand at that for a while and got so many compliments, you know, within, I'd say two years, this is two years later, over all this time from 2012, within two years later, I would get so many questions. Where did you get that bracelet? Where'd you buy that bracelet? I would tell people I make them. Once I tell them that, they'd ask me if I sell them and I would say no, and that would be the end of it. And so having that conversation over and over made me realize, well, I'm really passionate about, you know, wearing gemstone jewelry and the properties of these healing stones. Why don't I make them and sell them to people? And at that time I was painting quite a bit. I just dived into painting within that year. And I really got into painting like geometric patterns, a lot of mandalas, especially. I really, really love, love mandalas. I have them all over my house. My husband probably is like, bah, mandalas everywhere. <laughs> Every wall is covered with like a lot of my art. <laughs> if it's not that, it's tapestries. But anyways, um, I really got into doing art too. And so I decided to open that Etsy shop of mine two and a half years ago. And all I had on my shop was maybe 30 or 40 items, and it was nothing but paintings and some bracelets I had made. So I started out getting interested in crystals that way, but as I grew in my company, I really started loving individual crystals and clusters and just different chunks and specimens, and I just wanted, and I had some. I had bought some. I'd been gifted some. I really just like resonated with the bigger pieces and my meditation practice had really blossomed. So I started using crystals in my practice or I started using malas 
for chanting my affirmations and things like that, as in like the Buddhist tradition of the 108 mala chanting and stuff like that. If you're interested, you can Google that on how to use it and what to do. But um, that's why I started getting interested and dabbled into the crystals I'm into now, which led me into using crystals to in my space, in my home, um, in full moon rituals, just using them in every avenue of my life. But yeah, so that was my first experience that kind of led me, all, well, first experience all the way until now. <laughs> and then turquoise and tiger's eye were the ones that really caught my eye and got me started into the jewelry business and wearing stones and where I'm at now. And then the next question I had was, do you ever feel like certain stones call to you? And I say, absolutely. There, I'm just prefacing what I'm about to say, but there's a really beautiful book called Crystal Muse. And they just go on to say that when stones, um, certain stones will call to you just as you'll lose a stone or misplace it. And that's because it doesn't serve you anymore. So stones are energetic just as you are. So they, they serve you and they call to you whenever you need that. And a lot of times it's funny because stones will call to you. For me personally, I'll look up the meaning and be like, "Mm, I don't know what it's talking about. Like, I don't need, I don't need this specific thing in my life. I don't need more of this, but then, you know, maybe a couple days to weeks later, like something happens and the energy of that crystal definitely resonates with the situation that I'm currently in and I could use it for emotional and spiritual support. So I definitely think that crystals call to me. Um, Right now, the crystals that have been calling to me the most are a lot of darker, deeper crystals like I talked about earlier. It's been, uh, black tourmaline has been calling to me a lot, a lot of, um, for protection for me. This season of my life, I have a lot going on, um, just because I have an 11 month old and she's busy and she's my world. And so keeping up with her and, you know, my shop, which I love and this podcast, which is a new avenue, just finding the time and space and infusing that all together in my existence has kind of been overwhelming and it's anxious a little bit of anxiety, but self-inflicted, but not in a bad way. Just a lot on my plate and black, black tourmaline really feels like I'm protecting my core energy, that, that authentic self, that highest self. It's protecting me. It's protecting me from any negative avenues because this is a lot, a lot of this is new, like my podcast. I feel very vulnerable and very susceptible to, you know, negativity, maybe some bad critiques, bad reviews. Like I don't want that to crumble me. So just having those crystal allies has been really, really beneficial. And rose quartz, rose quartz has been resonating with me for months and months and months because as a new mama, I definitely took a blow when it came to like the love I had for myself and how I'm feeling about myself. And through working on a a big self-care practice and working on a lot of self-love, Rose Quartz has really supported me in opening up my heart center and learning to love myself more fully. So those are the ones that have been calling to me lately. And then the next and I believe the last question that I had was, do I find it calming to interact with my stones? Now, I take that in two different ways. I don't know how the question was entirely meant, but I'll answer both ways. So interacting with them on an energetic realm. Yes, I do find it very calming to interact with them on energetic realm. So, you know, holding with them, connecting with their energy, visualizing the qualities and properties of this stone fusing with my energetic field. I definitely feel a big calling and to connect with stones and it definitely does calm me and alleviate me. 
Um, that's why I love little pocket stones and pocket crystals and worry stones to carry with me throughout the day. I've said it many, many times in other podcast episodes. I'm a sucker for putting them in my bra. I do it every day, all the time. I, like I said, have rose quartz with me in my bra right now for this episode. And then the other way to interact with them, just, just I don't know, in like an affirming way. These, like I mentioned, are these beautiful allies from Mother Gaia. They were created in our earth that we live in that like without it, we wouldn't have a home. We wouldn't be in existence. This perfectly evolving giant rock that's spinning in outer space, just making the perfect environment for it to live in, live for us to live in, pr- provides these beautiful, beautiful tools from the earth that that carry its vibration, that carry its energy, and we can use them. And so I think they're so simple and beautiful and small, but we forget how powerful their energy can be, and we forget to thank them and express gratitude. So... Another way I find it calming to interact with them is just to thank them. It's kind of like you want to talk to plants to have have them grow and 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 you know that they've proven scientifically plants are receptive to energy. Well, obviously stones are too. So expressing gratitude, staying in a high alignment in that gratitude energetic field. When you're in a place of gratitude, you're obviously vibing high. So when you're being grateful for your crystals, expressing, you know, your gratitude and appreciation for them serving you, and, you know, by taking the time to cleanse them, whether you do it with, you know, sage or salt water or Palo Santo or under the full moon or however you cleanse your crystals, just taking care of them and saying like, you know, thank you for serving me. You know, I now offer you the space that I'm going to cleanse you to rejuvenate you and recharge your energy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I think that's really important too, because they're here to benefit you and assist you. And if they don't anymore, even if you lose one and you're upset, just say, Hey, thank you for serving me. Um, in this time and space, I know that you've moved on and you're not here to serve me anymore. I've, I don't, I don't need that in this time and space reality. I think that's really important um, because they're all crystal allies. These are beautiful rocks, like I said, from the earth. I could go on forever. I just, I think that it's important to express gratitude for the things that are helping to better you and just in general. So that is all my bit on crystals today, and. Like I said in the, I guess, middle of this episode, whenever I gave you a little bit about my Etsy shop and where to find it, you can take advantage of 10% off my entire Etsy shop with the code PODCAST10 and also take advantage of free shipping on all orders of $35 or more. You don't need a code at any time that is forever, that doesn't end. So grab yourself a smudge kit, throw in a few crystals, buy 15 crystals. You're going to get free shipping for me. So that's a good plus. So you can get, take advantage of free shipping and 10% off. It's a really, really great deal, especially because depending on the weight of crystals, shipping can cost a lot because obviously shipping is by the weight. So it's a really, really great deal. So you don't have to pay any high shipping costs. Take advantage of that. If you have any questions about crystals, any questions about anything in my shop, please don't hesitate to reach out to me. You can message me through my Etsy shop. You can message me through the Instagram platforms of Authentic Embodiment Podcast or hello.luna.shop. I would love to hear from you. I love your questions, love your feedback, recommendations, anything. I'm open all ears. If you didn't get a chance to get your question on this episode, please don't feel, feel bad. You can still message me. I will plan on doing more episodes about crystal questions, but I will answer your question now if you get it to me. But here in another couple months or so, I may have another part two of answering your crystal questions. So for the next 
answering segment or answering your questions podcast episode, I guess I should say. I will be doing a podcast episode on conscious relationships. I do want to break this down into two parts. I've already had some really wonderful questions come in, which has sparked my interest for that podcast episode. But I really want to do an episode just specifically, like I said, on conscious relationships, whether you're in a relationship, whether you're married, you're not married, you're single, you're divorced, whatever your status is, who, who, whomever you're interested in, it doesn't really matter. This episode's any questions are all relative. So I want to break it down on one part, just doing questions that I can answer, but I also want to have that masculine, divine, masculine, feminine energy on one episode. So I, I want to have my husband, my sweet, wonderful husband, come on a podcast episode, bless his heart <laughs> and answer your questions, um, for both of us. So if you have questions for just me when it comes to relationships, or if you have questions for a couple or, or for a guy, uh, we would love to answer your questions. Definitely start getting them in. Now you can message me, send me your questions, but I will have an IGTV video coming up within the next week letting you know I'm going to be posting that episode within the couple weeks to come and that you can post your questions in that comment feed. So I'm looking forward to your questions. And as a disclaimer, I am not a relationship expert. My husband and I have been together for six and a half years. Um, and our relationship's not perfect, but we definitely do put our, our relationship high when it comes to conscious communication and evolving together, up-leveling together, and making changes together, growing together. That's always been the utmost important to our relationship. Obviously, our love is, is, the, is the factor that, that burns this whole thing, keeps the fire going. So, But communications is our key and our number one. So we would love to communicate with you. We love to open up and share insights about our relationship as long as it's not too steamy and personal. <laughs> So we're looking forward to hearing what you have to say and getting your questions. So that's it for this episode. Thank you so much for tuning in. I look forward to catching up with you next week. And stay tuned because I will be releasing my first recorded meditation for affirmations sometime within this week between this episode and next week. So bear with me. It's my first time. I'm super nervous about it. And I hope you enjoy that meditation and that it serves you. Love to you all. Namaste, beautiful beings. Thank you so much for sharing this space with me and for tuning in to this episode of the Authentic Embodiment Podcast. I would love, love to connect with you. You can find me on Instagram at The Authentic Embodiment. And if you're ready to heal with me and work with me, head on over to theauthenticembodiment.com and let's chat.